Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Mr. Robot. Titled, oh god, these episode titles are going to be a bitch to say out loud. Bear with me here. Titled, EPS 1.0 underscore hellofriend.mov. That's that's one of the simpler titles, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, yeah. The one, the one drawback of <laughs> tackling Mr. Robot on the television archive is I have to write out and read aloud... Those just rough titles. (laughs) All that aside, those of you who listen to me regularly, either here or on Clark Film or on Clark Sessions or whatever, you probably know by now that I love Mr. Robot. And I'm so happy we're talking about it here. I adore... Mr. Robot, more than life itself. It is an amazing show. Uh, Every single second of it is magnificent. It's so mind-blowing, so incredible. Uh, Recently, after season four ended, uh, I basically jumped off the ledge and named it my favorite show of all time. Previously, my favorite show was Fringe. Now it is Mr. Robot. I love it so much. Like, it's so unlike anything that has ever existed, or I'm sure will ever exist, in television. It's one of a kind. It's truly extraordinary. Uh, I believe my exact words in my season four review were, it makes Breaking Bad look like a network procedural by comparison. It's just, it's so freaking amazing. And this pilot, oh my god, this pilot is perfection. This pilot, it is such a pitch-perfect start to a pitch-perfect series. Jesus Christ. It's great. It's an amazing, amazing hour to kick off, like, such a great show. Uh, And before we talk about this episode specifically, I want to get some of the technicals of this series overall out of the way. Performances across the board. 
My God. This is such a well-acted show. Uh, Rami Malek as Elliot does an amazing job here. Uh, Christian Slater as the titular Mr. Robot. Phenomenal. Best performance of his career. Uh, Portia Doubleday, who plays Angela, is really, really good. Uh, And there's a bunch of other actors who have not been featured in this episode all that much. Uh, They were very much in the background this episode. Uh, But this show has a great cast overall. Carly Chaikin, uh, Martin Wellstrom, everyone. Everyone in this show is amazing. Uh, It's directed perfectly. Visually, it's amazing. It has some really great music. Uh, I played one of the themes, uh, used it as the intro music for this season, and it's it's so good. It's so damn good. I could listen to that all day. It's fantastic. Uh, And the rest of the music is just as good. But like this particular episode, let's stop getting with technical overall stuff. Let's get specific about this episode in particular. It does such a great job of introducing us to, hey, this is the story we're telling. This is the style of the show. And this is our main character. This episode is pretty much 100% focused on Elliot. Now, as we get further, uh, we'll have specific arcs for Angela and uh, Darlene and Tyrell. Like, we'll get more than just Elliot's perspective. Uh, But this episode is 100% Elliot's perspective. Like, they took their best character uh, and put him at the forefront. And they did a very good job of that. Just saying, you know what? We're not going to go beyond this dude. We're not going to show anyone else's perspective but this guy. Uh, Let's make sure this is the world through the eyes of Elliot. This is how he sees the world. We are going to make sure everyone understands through that, this is the type of show we're telling. And right out of the gate, like, they give us all the information we need to know about Elliot so, so well. Through this exquisitely written narration that Rami Malek delivers so, so perfectly. Uh, We learn throughout the course of this episode that he is super paranoid. (laughs) Like, right from the beginning of the episode, he's just like, they're following me. They're following me. (laughs) The top 1% of the top 1%, the ones who run the world without permission, the ones who play God without permission. (laughs) It's like, immediately, he's just looking over his shoulder, assuming everyone's out to get him, just paranoid as shit. He hacks literally everyone because he sees the worst in people. And he is also, through that, like, super cynical. You hear Elliot's big monologues on his worldview. And good God. Good God. When you dive in and you hear Elliot's worldview, like, it's hard not to watch this show. It's hard not to listen to Elliot drone on and on and on and on and on about how we're all slaves and don't know it and not get overwhelmingly depressed. (laughs) It's hard not to... It's hard not to think that way. It's hard not to get to that place when you're listening to Elliot because he is so overwhelmingly cynical. Uh, He has that whole rant about fuck society and it's so, so perfect. Like, he is so wonderfully cynical and also 
Elliot does a good job of telling us very early on that he is delusional as shit. <laughs> he is full-blown nutso. He sees things that aren't there. Hell, the whole concept of the narration is he is talking to some imaginary spectator. Us, the audience. Hello, friend. And he's just narrating to... Nothing. (laughs) He's narrating to no one. He's narrating to this imaginary spectator he created. And he makes very clear, very early on, that he is an unreliable narrator. In fact, like, the unreliable narrator, Mr. Robot by no means invented it. The unreliable narrator has been, it is a, it is a storytelling technique that has been used time and time again. Uh, Fight Club, The Usual Suspects, uh, those types of movies that use unreliable narrators so, so perfectly. So Mr. Robot by no means invented this conceit. However, this is the first time, in my memory at least, that we've ever had an unreliable narrator that says right up front, hey, just so you know, I'm an unreliable narrator. Imagine Fight Club if Ed Norton's character was self-aware. That's Elliot, basically. Like, he is an unreliable narrator, and he makes it very clear right up front, I am an unreliable narrator. I am delusional. I am crazy. Uh, He even calls himself a schizo at one point. Uh, The most amusing iteration of them saying right off the bat, hey, just so you know, I'm an unreliable narrator, is when he says right at the top, the second E-Corp comes into the picture, that he has trained his brain that when he hears E-Corp, when E-Corp is mentioned, all he hears is Evil Corp. And from then on, whenever someone says E-Corp, they say Evil Corp. When Gideon's talking about E-Corp, he says Evil Corp. When Angela's talking about E-Corp, she says Evil Corp. Evil Corp, Evil Corp, Evil Corp, Evil Corp. That's all that gets said. We never hear the words E-Corp again after that initial thing. And it is so ingenious. Like, what a great shorthand to say we should not trust what we see. What a great shorthand just to say, just so you know, not everything, don't take everything at face value. Some things are not what they appear to be. But to have an unreliable narrator story where the unreliable narrator knows for a fact he is an unreliable narrator, it's so, so ingenious. Uh, You see Elliot uh, at work as a hacker throughout this entire thing, and you see his, like, savant-like skills. In fact, like, savant is actually a great word for it. Um, cause, like, savant syndrome, the way I understand it, it's literally just your 
You're so good at one thing that everything else just kind of drives off a cliff, essentially, like social skills. Which Elliot also says very early on, he has no form of social skills at all. He is lonely and also can't cure his loneliness, essentially, because he's just like can't talk to people. Uh, we have those awkward sequences with uh, Krista, the therapist, which, by the way, we'll talk about that subplot, but oh my god, that subplot is so good. But we see his hacking skills, him just fully being a hacking savant, on display throughout this entire episode. Uh, and actually, little interesting tidbit. So all the hacking stuff, they did not just invent jargon. For this show. Like they are very authentic to the hacking culture. Uh, I have heard from many a hacker. uh, Who has come right out and said. This is exactly right. This is truly authentic. All this code is 100% right. All this technical speak is 100% right. Everything here is just entirely true. To the hacking subculture. Like I've heard from hackers on Twitter and on the Daily Tech News show, which I listen to a lot. Uh, The Hack 5 people, Darren Kitchen, Shannon Morse, uh, they've come on and praised Mr. Robot. Uh, In fact, actually, (laughs) a thing that Hack 5 literally invented is featured in Mr. Robot at some point. I think in like season... Two or three, they show off uh, the rubber ducky. That's a thing that, like, literally Hack 5 invented. So, that was kind of (laughs) cool. That was kind of cool to see. Uh, But it's very, like, 100% authentic. And to see Elliot just go to work, like, it's so exhilarating. Like, I'm not sure what he's doing. Like, I don't know enough about hacking, and I'm not enough of a tech expert to know what the hell he's doing whenever he's typing on his keyboard. But it's always handled in such a fast pace, urgent, go, 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 adrenalizing way that you never feel left out. Even when they go on a bunch of technical jargon, even when you see shot after shot after shot, of lines of code that are meaningless to anyone who's not a hacker. Like, even when they do that, it's just like, you don't need to know this. You don't need, you just need to know he's doing something really important, and it's a tense moment. That's all you need to know. And they handle it so, so well. Like, it could have been such a huge barrier, but they didn't. They didn't. Like, that barrier ended up being virtually non-existent. Um, you see the hacking stuff in that opening sequence. That brilliant opening sequence of the coffee shop. Which, oh my god. That, one of the greatest openings to any story ever. It is so perfectly written. The dialogue is phenomenal. You hang on every word. It's so damn good. Uh, Rami Malik shows off immediately why he's such a great actor. Uh, the dude he's acting off of. I don't know his name, but he's great as well. Like, that whole coffee shop sequence is so freaking good. Like, it starts as this 
relatively weird, awkward interaction. And then Elliot just flat out says, yeah, I hacked you. And I know you run a child pornography site. I'm calling the police on you. And the fact that Elliot just calls the police outright. And just denies the blackmail option. And it's like, yeah, that's this is where you're wrong. I don't give a shit about money. Like, like right there. That is the perfect... That scene is why I love Mr. Robot. Like, everything I love about Mr. Robot is just front-loaded into that one opening sequence. Uh, you see the hack on E-Corp, the DDoS attack, uh, with Elliot trying to stop it. And it's such a great scene for multiple reasons. It- it's so great sequence, because A, you get to see Elliot's hacking skills at full effect, being used like sort of white hat. But at the same time, you see this great conflict within Elliot of like, okay... I have to stop this because it's my job, and also Angela's in charge of this account, and her whole future in this in this job is riding on this. So I don't, I don't really know. Like, like I, I guess I'll do this, but also like I really want to take down Evil Corp. I really want to take them down. Like I don't want them to survive. I want them to lose money. I want them to go under. I want them to stop being a thing. And so, like, he stops it mostly, but then leaves it in this one benign server. But that that whole sequence is so great. There's so much happening there, and it's amazing. And then you get that whole subplot with Krista, uh, where he's, like, looking into her new boyfriend... And just being like, well, this guy's a... I don't like this guy. I'm not sure how I feel about this guy. I need to make sure, like, I need to hack him. And I need to know he's on the up and up. And you sort of see him going into brick wall after brick wall after brick wall after brick wall after brick wall. Um, You see him following the dude... As he's abusive as hell to his dog, which... Oh! Oh, the dog! Why are you mistreating the dog that way? How dare you? How dare you, sir? Stop it! You deserve everything that's coming to you. And so much more. And so, like, he keeps going... You have that great scene with the... Bank questions. And then he's like, why isn't this working? Why isn't this working? Oh, this isn't his real name. And then he realizes that, like, he has all these different identities, is cheating on his wife with multiple women, hiring hookers. And then Elliot has this great scene where he confronts him. And is like, hey, uh, you're a piece of shit. Uh, You (laughs) cheat on your wife. You hire hookers. Blah, 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 blah. Break up with Krista. Or I will tell your wife. Blow up your life. Also, uh, one of the escorts was 15. So I'll also turn you into the police. Unless you break up with Krista tonight. So, he denied blackmail earlier. 
when it was for money. But when it was for Krista, a person he cares about, he's okay with blackmail. Interesting. Sort of showing for what reasons he'll cross certain lines. Uh, Immediately establishing this interesting moral compass where his loyalties lie, essentially. Uh, At least philosophically speaking. Uh, Also, he gets the dog. He gets the dog away from that bad, 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 bad man. Which is very good. (laughs) Which I'm very happy about. Uh, Also, another thing we dive into a lot in this episode. Drugs. Elliot is a drug addict. In fact, there's like kind of a hard left turn into like, oh, I'm so lonely. I get into crying fits sometimes, but I'm so awkward. I'm not a normal person. How does a normal person deal with loneliness? I do morphine. <laughs> like, it's such a left hand turn. And like, immediately, like, you just see him doing morphine. You see that he is... He has a system in which he doesn't get addicted, but... Let's be honest, he's a little bit addicted. <laughs> let's be honest with ourselves here. Uh, you see his relationship with his drug dealer, Shayla, where she comes over, he buys drugs off her, they do Molly, and then have sex. <laughs> uh, and that's a really great scene. Uh, And then probably most importantly of all of Elliot's little personality elements, you see his relationship with Angela, his childhood friend. And sort of the devotion he has to her. And you see there's sort of friendship and all the weirdness of it, all the awkward subtext of it. You see how Elliot reacts to... Her new boyfriend, which is to say he hates his guts, <laughs> hacked that dude as well. His password was one two three four five six seven. <laughs> his favorite movie is Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Oh, I hate this dude. I hate this dude so much. He's the worst type of person. Like, <laughs> uh, but he's just trying to navigate this whole situation with her. In fact, a lot of his major decisions in this episode come from his devotion to Angela. After he meets Mr. Robot, which, oh my god, all the scenes with Elliot and Mr. Robot are so, so perfect. They're so amazing. After he meets Mr. Robot and he recruits Elliot to F Society, and we have multiple talks with him about uh, how there's a revolution coming and all that. And Elliot's presented with the mission of hey, uh, replace the IP address in the hack with Terry Colby, the CTO of E-Corp. His IP address. Swap that out. And then like the structure of E-Corp will start crumbling. And then, like, like we can't 
go after corporations by striking at their heart because they don't have hearts. We have to cut them off limb by limb by limb by limb by limb. Terry Colby, first limb. It is also revealed, by the way, that Mr. Robot and F-Society want to cause another economic collapse, essentially, completely destroying E-Corp, wiping out debt, and all that. But, anyway, all of this is sort of a squiggly road to get to. When Elliot's in that meeting with Angela and with E-Corp, he's fully prepared to just turn in F-Society. He's fully prepared to just go like, nope, not getting involved in this, doing the right thing, doing my job, turning F-Society into the police, turning some criminals into the police, or into the FBI, rather. And then Colby just derails Angela's presentation and is like, yeah, get this one out of here. Who who cares about her? And just completely knocks her off the E-Corp account, the Evil Corp account. And then Elliot immediately just jumpstarts like his primal rage kicks into motion. He remembers, oh yeah, Evil Corp's a bunch of evil bastards. And like swaps out the old IP address for the new, the real IP address for Colby's. 19 days later, boom, Terry Colby is arrested for involvement in the E-Corp hack. And then we get this really good ending. Some guys in suits who Elliot's been swearing the entire episode have been following him. The guys in suits pull him into a car, take him to a giant building, go into a big meeting room, and at the head of the table is Tyrell. This one dude who's sort of been hanging around Terry Colby the entire time showed way more technological proficiency than Terry Colby, had this one moment with Elliot where the two sort of connected a bit. Now Colby's gone, and here is Tyrell at the head of the table, sitting down and meeting with Elliot. God, I can't wait to dive into every single aspect of this show. Oh my god. It's it's so good. It's so good. I love it. I love it so, so much. I... And there's so many layers to this pilot, by the way, that I have not talked about yet, that I can't talk about because of certain things that happened down the line. Like... It's so good. It's so good. It's, it's just amazing. It's a great pilot. It's a great pilot for a great show. So, yeah. I'm just gonna shut up now and say, uh, it has begun. It has begun. (laughs) Uh, If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in 
as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if it feels so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 2. Talk to you then.